Okay, Shalom Rebbe Hopefully, your Chazar is doing well. Uh, we are up to Daf Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis at the Mishnah towards the bottom, discussing the halachas of a kosher hadas. And here goes the Mishnah: Hadas Hagazel. If one has a stolen hadas, a yavish, a dried out hadas, pasul, it's not kosher. If it comes from an Asher tree, which is a tree which is worshipped by Yodazara, or it comes from a wayward city which is passing the it has to be destroyed, it's possible, it's not kosher. Niktam Rosho, if the top is cut off, and this is not referring to the leaves, but referring to the actual stem itself. Nifritsu Alav, if the leaves started falling off. Or if on the Hadas branch, there is more berries than there are actual leaves. Puzzle, all three of those cases are puzzle. However, in the case of the berries, it can be made kosher afterwards by simply plucking off the berries. And as long as there's now more leaves than berries, it's kosher. However, a warning is, is that you cannot take off those berries on Yantiv because you're fixing it. So again, if before Yantiv they're taken off, it'll be kosher. And the Gemara will discuss at length exactly when these were taken off and whether they're taken off while they're already bound together, not bound together. But ultimately, if they are currently more berries and leaves is not kosher, but once you take off those berries, it can be made kosher. The Pasik refers to them as Anaf Eitz Avais. Anaf Eitz Avais. That is the branch of an Eitz Avais, which is a plated tree. Uh, the question is, uh, we know that's a Hadas, but is there any remnants in this Pasik that this is in fact talking about Hanas, uh, Hadas? So it says the Gemara Anaf Eitz Avais, Shanaf of Chaifim is Eitzo, is a type of tree that its leaves cover the branch. Ve'ezehu, what is the type of tree with the leaves cover the branch? Havi'emer is a hadas. That's referring to hadas tree. Ve'emazesa, but why does it have to be referring to hadas? There's another option out there in nature that the leaves cover the branch. It's a zayas. It's an olive tree. So answer the more back to that. It cannot be referring to an olive tree, but in an avosvodeka, because an olive tree is not an orderly plated um, network of leaves. Rather, it's just a complete thicket of leaves. And therefore, it's not avos, and therefore, it cannot be referring to a olive branch. It has to be referring to a hadas. dulva, and maybe it's referring to the dulva, which is the chestnut tree, which in fact is a bit more orderly. But there, the problem is they don't have the first condition that we mentioned before: that the leaves cover the branch. So, the only type of tree or bush that has both the fact that it's avos, where it's plated, there's a network of leaves in an orderly fashion, plus the fact that the leaves cover the branch. That's a hadas. Another option. We have another thing. We actually has both conditions. The hirduf is something that we don't know exactly what it is. It's not translated. We looked it up in our scroll as well. It's not translated there either. But it's a type of branch where the leaves do cover the branch. And on top of that, there's a, a certain order to it. Amar Abayi, Leka. Says the Gemara Amar Abayi, since the Torah says, that all its ways are ways of pleasantness and all paths are peace. Here, that is not true. Meaning, since a hairdove is thorny, and if you have to hold it, it would be unpleasant. So now we have direction from the Torah itself. The Torah says that his ways are pleasantness. So now there's two options of branches in nature that fulfill the requirements of Anaf Eitzavos. One of them is the Hadas, like we know it. The other one is the hairdove. One of them does not hurt to hold it, namely the Hadas. The other one does hurt to hold it, which is named the hairdove. So it must be because of the Rechadach, you know, we cannot be referring to the hairdove. It has to be referring to the Hadas, and that's how we know from the Pasuk itself that Anaf Eitzavos is a reference to a Hadas. Rava Amr Mehacha. Rava says this is the source. Ha'emes v'ha'shalom ha'hevoi. That the truth and peace Hashem loves, and that is a reference to the Hadas and not the Hirduf, because as Rashi points out, the Hirduf is poisonous, therefore it's not truth nor peace, and therefore the only thing that's left for it to be is the Hadas. Tanaraban. Kalua kimin klia shalshal is What is this referring to? The Anafes Avos. It's a type of thing that is 
braided like a braid, and it's similar to a chain. What type of branch in nature is braided like a braid and similar to a chain? Zehu hadas. It's a reference to a hadas. Berlazer ben Yaakov, Omer, Anaf eats avos. The pasuk says Anaf eats avos. Eats shetam eatso periyoshavet. The type of tree where the branch itself and the fruit that comes off of it have a similar taste. Haviyam or zahadas, this is obviously a reference to hadas. We mentioned when we gave this year originally, we don't know how that comes out of the Pasuk itself, but accepting the drasha of Rilazim and Yaakov, it's a type of thing where the branch and the fruit taste the same, and therefore that's a reference to hadas. Tana. Tana teaches us, eats avos kasher, if it is avos, it is going to be kasher. Avos here is a reference to the fact that the leaves themselves of the hadas all come out at the same exact point around the circumference of the branch. And there have to be at least three leaves there. However, okay, sorry, the first recording got cut off. We have to uh, continue from the following line uh, as follows. So as the Gemara says, Tana, first word of the line about the seven or eight lines up on Lama Beis and Lama Beis. Tana, eights avos, kosher. If it's avos, it's kosher, which means the three leaves are coming out at the same point. What is the case of avos? That we need the hadas to be to be kosher. It's a case where you have all three leaves coming out of the same stem at the same level of the branch. No, all three leaves do not have to come out at the same exact point. Even if two are one level and the other one is a little bit lower and it's overlapping it, that would be fine. And interestingly enough, Rav Acha, the son of Rava, would specifically try to find Hadassim where the leaves were set up in a way that was two and one, because since it came out of the mouth of Rav Kahana that is kosher, he wanted to, so to speak, uphold the opinion of Rav Kahana. However, Mar Bar Amemer commented to Rav Ashi, he said, Abba, my father, which means Amemer in this case, he would call this type of hadas where it's two and one, where not all three leaves are coming out of the same level, a hadas shota, which is a crooked hadas, obviously meaning it's not a kosher hadas, it has to be all three come out of the same level. That's how we hold the lachal maisa, there has to be all three come out of the same level with a complete overlap. Here's an interesting psak. If majority of the leaves fall out, but you still have only a miut, it's still kosher. But now here comes the um, qualification of that psak. But as long as you still have their avos status still in place, which means you still have all three leaves coming out of the same place. So obviously you're thinking the question I'm about to ask. That itself is a question. You just said a second ago if majority of the leaves fell out, it's still kosher. And then you said afterwards you still have to have all three leaves in place. Even the Nasir Lahu, Trey Avos, but if two out of three fell out, which is the majority, Hechim Ishkachas, how do you have a case where you have majority of the leaves coming out, but you still have the Avos Kaim? How could you have such a case? Amar Abaye, Mishkachas Lah, Abaye says, you can find this, Tapa Lama Gilman Aleph, the Asa Mitzrah, with a very specific breed of Hadas called the Asa Mitzrah, which Rashi says either it's the Egyptian Hadas or it's the Mitzar, it's the border Hadas, which means it's. Um, planted on a border, and therefore there's a lot of room for it to grow. The Kaimi Shiva Shiva Bechad Kina, which is very unique, that you have seven leaves coming out of the same stem. And therefore, this is the unique case you're able to have it. The Chinasri Arba, that one four out of seven fall out, which is the majority, Pashalu Tlasa, you still have three left. So now you have the best of both worlds, where even though four of them came out, which is the majority, you still have the Avos Kaim, and that is in fact going to be kosher. Amar Bai. Shmamina, Bai comments on this case of the Asa Mitzra. Shmamina, we hear from here, Hai Asa Mitzra. 
this asim mitzvah in fact is kosher the mitzvah hadas. Says the Gemara pshita, that is obvious. Mount Tema. No, what would you have thought to say? I would have thought to say that since it has a unique name, which is an idea that we've established earlier, that when things have a very specific name, they've been granted a new name, maybe it actually counts as different species altogether. So now maybe an Asa Mitzvah cannot fulfill the Mitzvah of Hadas. Kamash Balan, that no, you can fulfill the Mitzvah of Hadas with an Asa Mitzvah. Ask the Gemara, Ve'imachanami. Maybe you're right. Maybe you should not be able to fill the mitzvah of Hadas with an Asa Mitzvah. To which Mara answers back, Eitz Avos Amar Achman, we call it Makoim. Eitz Avos, written in the plural, that it's the braided branch, the braided tree. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, and therefore, in any way that you have it, even in Asa Mitzvah, will be Koshtanar Bonim. Yav Shirov Olav Nishirov if majority of the leaves dry out, and all you're left with is one moist set of three leaves per branch, is going to be kasher v'amarochistav rosh kol It has to be on the top of each one of those sets. So if you have three adasim and the majority of the leaves dried out, but you have one moist set at the top of each branch, says Rav Chista, that's going to be kosher. Says the Gemara Vaita. Niktam Reisha. Tani Ula Barchinina. Ula Barchinina says, Niktam Reisha also about tomorrow. You have a case where the top of the branch of the hadas gets cut off. However, a small berry grows in that place that is not recognizable that it's cut. And says the Gemara, that is actually kosher. It's kosher at that point because it doesn't look like it's cut off. By Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi asked the following question. What's the halacha if this, in fact, was cut off before Yantiv and only on Yantiv itself it grew back on again? So what's the question? He lays it out. Do we say there's dichli by mitzvahs or not? So what does this mean? Just to explain clearly is that, is there a concept that once an item has been rejected from being used for a mitzvah, it can no longer be used for a mitzvah? So here, at the onset of the Yantav of Sukkot, you had a branch of a hadas which was not kosher. It was niktam rosho, there was no berry there, it cannot be used. In the middle of Yantav, it became usable. So do we say that, no, it was already nidche, it was already pushed aside from being able to be used, it can no longer be fit? Or do we say, no, ain't dichu that you cannot push it aside, that while it's not kosher, it's not kosher, but when it becomes kosher afterwards, then it's acceptable. That's the question on the table, yish dichu yitzel mitzvah so why don't we answer this from that which it says by the halachas of Kisu Yadam, which is the halacha that if one shechs a chaya or a oif, if someone shechs not a behema but a chaya or a oif, you have to do Kisu Yadam, which is cover the blood after the shechita. And here's the following mission by halachas of Kisu Yadam. Kiso v'nisgale pater. If someone did Kisu Yadam, but he got exposed, the wind blew off that dirt that was on top of the blood pater, you do not have to recover it. Kiso Aruach, let's say one was about to do Kisei Adam and wind came along and covered it for you. Chayv Lechasos, you do have to go ahead and cover it. For Amar Rabba, Barachana, Amar Biochan, Rabba Barachana comments, Amar Biochanan, Lo Shana El Shechazov Nizgala. That case which we said, if the wind covered it, you do not have to cover it, is only if it stayed covered. But if it got revealed, sorry, that's only if it got exposed. But if it stayed covered, you wouldn't have to do it. So let me say it again clearly, is that if the wind covered up the blood and it stayed covered, you would not have to go ahead and add dirt to it. But if wind covered up the blood and it got exposed again, you in fact would have to go ahead and cover the blood at that time. As the Gemarans are saying, about low cause of an it does not get revealed again. Patan al you do not have to go ahead and recover it. 
So, we ask about this particular case. If it gets revealed again after the wind had covered up, why at that point does he have to cover it himself? Should we not say that it was pushed aside? After all, there's an opportunity to do the mitzvah kisei adam. He's ready to go. The wind covered it up. At that point, it's been rejected. It's been pushed away from his being able to fulfill it. So even if it gets exposed again afterwards by the wind blowing off that dirt, we should say that there's dichliyetzal mitzvahs and it pushed away and therefore it's no longer suitable from do the mitzvah. Amar of Papa, Zosimitzvah, Papa comments that this test to us ain't dichliyetzal mitzvahs. It must be we do not say dichliyetzal mitzvahs. So again, the Gemara is asking a question. We had a question that we asked. Do we say dichli etzel mitzvahs or not? And the case that we're dealing with is the case of the hadas at the entre, at the entree at the entrance of the yantu sukkahs. It was a non kosher hadas. It became kosher afterwards by a tamar growing. Do we say it was rejected at the beginning of yantu? It's no longer suitable. Do we say that? no? It could come in afterwards and still be usable. So we want to say, why don't we just prove it from the halachas of kisei adam? By kisei adam, we say ein dichli etzel mitzvahs, even though the mitzvah was pushed away by the wind being uh, by the wind covering the blood. Once it gets revealed again, go ahead and do it. We don't say it was pushed away and it stays pushed away when it gets become available again, you go ahead and do the mitzvah. So why don't we have a good answer that we say, So it says the Gemara back, No, this statement of Rav Papa, we itself, we have a question on. Meaning, Do we say that when Rav Papa said his comment by the case of Kisei Dam, it was conclusively clear to him that there's no dichayetzel mitzvos, and that's why he paskened that when, once the blood becomes revealed again, you have to cover it. Loshnel kulav, loshnel lechomer, does not make a difference if that is going to a lenient way or it's going to a stringent way. Odilma mesafuke mesafkele, or is it that he wasn't sure if we said dichayetzel mitzvos? Lechomer amina, lechulav amina, and we only say in dichayetzel mitzvos when it's a chumra, but not when it's a kulam. So this has to be spoken out. In the case of Kisui Adam, by saying, as opposed to letting the person off the hook and saying, you do not have to go ahead and cover with blood. Since we don't know, let's just say we're going on the side of the coin, that we don't know for sure if we say, or not, since we don't know if we say, so be machmer and go ahead and cover the blood anyway. But in the case of the Hadas, the Chumrah would not be to say, the Chumrah would be to say, and therefore you want to go ahead and use this Hadas, the Mitzvah Dal Minim will say to him, no, you can not. So if one of Papas says by the case of Kisa Adam, when the wind covers it and the wind reveals it, that you do have to go ahead and put the 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 dirt on that point and do Mr. Kisa Adam, that he's saying that conclusively that no matter what, under all circumstances, whether it's a cooler or a chumar, we're going to say in mitzos, then in our case by the Hadas, even though it's a kula to say in mitzos, we'll, we will say in mitzos. And once the tamar grows on top, you do have to, you can use the mitzvah, you can, you can use that particular hadas for the mitzvah of Dalminim. But if Rav Papa just wasn't sure, and he's only going to say, in the case of the hadas where it's a kula, he will not say, and therefore we'd have to be machmer and say, you cannot use the hadas. All that being said, uh, we are not sure which way to go, and therefore the Gemara ends off and says, teku, let it sand, and therefore it's definitely worthwhile for one to be machmer and not go ahead and use such a hadas. Says the Gemara Vaidar, Lema Kitanoi. Let's say this discussion of Dikhli Mitzvah is already an existing Machlogas Tanoi. Avar Vilakdan Puzzle. If one transgressed and pulled off a berry on Yantiv, even though our mission said you should not, 
it is not going to be a kosher hadas. The chachamim say, okay, you shouldn't have done it, but at that point, it's going to be kosher. So, what exactly is the machlekes between Rebbelazer and Sadek and the chachamim? The Rebbelazer and Sadek says that when you transgress and pluck the berry, anyatev, it is not going to be kosher, and the chachamim say it will be kosher at that point. So, savrua, we thought to say the eged. That everyone agrees that you do not have to bind the set of Lulav, Hadassim, and Aravos. And even if you want to say that you do have to be Ma'agid it, you do not learn that Lulav from Sukkah. Okay, so this needs some background. There's going to be a couple variables here, but there's one variable of do we hold that you have to bind Lulav together or not? Another variable will be do we learn out the Allah is a Sukkah? From the Dalin, do we learn out the mitzvah of Dalminim? Sorry, from the Sukkah, because there is a specific halacha by Sukkah called Tasevelomina Asui, which we explain means that one has to make the Sukkah, it cannot be made Mimela, uh, which we gave an example of, for example, if you go ahead and build your entire sukkah with a schach underneath a roof, and then you remove the roof, so you did not make a kosher sukkah. There was a sukkah that was made, but it was not kosher. And then by default, it was made by removing the roof that was on top of it. That is not going to be kosher, because ta'asa velomina asui, sukkah is ta'asa lach, you have to make it as a kosher sukkah. It cannot be made retroactively or by default by doing external actions. So we know that Allah applies by sukkah. The question is, does it apply by dalminim or not? So um, let's discuss. So my So is this not what the machlokus was by Rulazer Betzadah against the Chachamim when it comes to the case of someone who plucked the berries on Yantiv? My labakmifli is not that they're arguing about the following. Demand the pasal savar mina yesh The one that says it's not kosher holds, there's dichib mitzvahs. That since at the beginning of Yantiv it was not a kosher hadas because there's more berries than leaves, so even if you pluck it off after, it's not going to help you because we hold dichrit mitzvahs. The one that says it's kosher says, no, there's no such thing as dichrit mitzvahs, and it was not rejected, and therefore, even though you should not have plucked it off on Yantiv, it's going to be kosher. To which the Gemara says back, that is one possible way to understand the machlekes, but there are other ways to understand the machlekes, and therefore, it's not conclusive that the machlekes that we were mentioning before, the Shiloh we had before, do we say dichrit mitzvahs or not? Is that a machlokas tanaim or not? So it says the Gemara back, no, there's other ways to understand the machlokas between Rolazer ben Sadak and the Chacham. Lo, the Kuliyam alormino yesh tichleitz mitzvahs. Everyone agrees you do not say tichleitz mitzvahs. But halcha b'meila lulav misukah k'mifli. And they're simply arguing: Do we learn out lulav from sukkah to say that lulav also has the lacha of tasev l'minasui? Mar sabi alfinu lulav misukah. One of them holds that we learn out lulav from sukkah, and therefore, after you bind together the set of dalim minim. If you go ahead and pluck the berries off afterwards, you did not build a kosher set of dalminim. By default, by plucking the berries, you made a kosher. So that would be a problem with And the other opinion holds that you do not live from sukkah, namely the chachamim. And therefore, even though you plucked off the berries, but you made yourself a kosher set, it can be made by default, it does not have to be made first with kosher adasim, the adasim can be made kosher afterwards, and therefore it's not a problem. And a third way to understand the machalak is as follows. If we hold that lulav tsar needs to be bound together, the kuliyama yafin lulav misukkah, everyone agrees that we, we will learn out lulav from misukkah, that we would say tasav l'manasri. But we're arguing all together, do you have to bind together the aminim to make the binding significant? And it's simply machlekes the following tanaim. If you have to bind the lulav together, the tanya as it says in the brayso lulav bein agud bein she'ena agud kasher. 
a lulav, whether it's bound together or not, it's going to be kosher. Yehuda Omer, agud kosher, sheinu agud posel. If it's bound together, it's kosher. But if it's not bound together, it will not be kosher. So he holds you have to bind it. And once you have to bind it, therefore, the actual building of the dal meaning is when you bind it. And by plucking off the berries after, there's a problem with tasel menasoi. Whereas the chachamim who hold that you do not have to bind it, they hold that plucking off the berries afterwards would not be a problem with tasel menasoi, and everything will be fine. Now, ask the Gemara, my time at Rabbi Yehuda, what is the rationale of Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that you do have to bind together the Lulav of the Das and Ravos? Yalof lekich lekich megudas Ezov. He learns it out as a Xerah Shavar from Megudas Ezov by the blood being put on the doorpost of Klaisel before the left Mitzrayim. Siv hacha lekachdem lachem b'yamarisho. You should take for yourself on the first day the Dalminen, the Ksiv Hassan, it says over there, Ulakachtam Agudas Ezoiv, they had taken Agudas Ezoiv. Malahalon Aguda, just like over there was a bundle of Hisip, Afkan Aguda, so it's here, it has to be a bundle. Rabbanan, Leislahu, Lakicha, Lakicha, Rabbanan simply argue back and say they do not have the Xer Shav, and therefore they don't have a source that you have to bind together the Dalminen. Mantana, Haltana, Rabbanan. So based on this, who is the Tana that said the following statement? Lulav mitzvah la'agdoi. There's a mitzvah to be ma'age, to bind together the lulav uh, hadas meravos. If you didn't do it, it's still kosher. So, Mani, who is this? E Rabbi Yehuda. If you're saying it's Rabbi Yehuda, kilo agdo on my kosher. Why is it kosher if you didn't do it? He holds it's ma'akiv. E Rabbanan, if it's Rabbanan, my mitzvah kav. What mitzvah is there? He said you don't have to do it. So, answer the Gemara back. Really, it is the Rabbanan. And there is a mitzvah to do it because even though you're not obligated to do it, even though it's not ma'akiv to do it, but it certainly is a beautification, the mitzvah to do it, and therefore one should do it, but if they didn't do it, one is still yotze. Okay, Rabbi Yisrael, we'll stop here, and Bezazashem, we will continue with our chazara over the next couple of days. Kultuf.